Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? You know, <sighs> it's kind of a lazy day. Um, it's been a bit quiet for me. It's a bit cloudy. It's so, cloudy here too. Yeah, it's like it's, it's mellow. Yeah. Um, I I had to go to the dentist today, and the dentist was like, "How was your weekend? Did you do anything?" And I was like, "What did I even do?" And I was like, "It's <laughs> only Monday, and I can't remember." Um, but I was able to remember that I had quite a few things that I did. Um, I had a game night with a friend and then uh, another friend. We had an outdoor baby shower for because she's going to give birth in a couple months. So that was crazy because it was like it's the first time I've seen her since February. Right. So now she's like very much pregnant. And the last time you saw her, she was most likely not. (laughs) Yeah. So she's due in October. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like end of October. But obviously with like being pregnant and then everything being shut down and all of like the health scares, I mean, I would be not wanting to see anyone to begin with. But we were able to have a nice like outdoor shower, which was cool and lovely and mm-hmm. last night I got to go to my first restaurant for or my first restaurant in over five months. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty exciting. I mean, we sat out on the patio and like I felt very comfortable because when I, I got like a text message saying that my reservation, like I was due at the restaurant in 30 minutes, like please remember to wear your mask. So I like that they're warning people up front and I got a compliment on one of my new masks that we both actually bought. Mm, You love to hear it. Yeah. It was just, it was so nice to be able to sit out. I mean, we were on a patio and we, I got, I got us like a couch reservation. So like all of these chairs around us that were empty, Mm -hmm. they were like part of my table, but we weren't using it. So it was just the two of us. So mm-hmm. I felt like I could like, it was like nice and spaced out from people. Um, it was a place that I've been wanting to try for months now. And so I was excited to actually get to leave the house and go. So it was fun. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. What about you? What did we you both got to? new masks recently. Um, yeah. I, I just came back to my parents' house. So I'm in Savannah, Georgia. So um went out on the boat yesterday just been relaxing um i guess the big news today is uh we were texting about it earlier but unc had opened back up their campus and are shutting it back down again yeah um which is crazy uh (laughs) just that things happened so quickly Mm -hmm. i was i don't know i think i i can never tell if i'm like you know being alarmist but i remember people were like oh yeah and then like i'm moving you know someone into a dorm i'm like it's just still you know <laughs> like that doesn't seem like a, a good plan like hundreds of thousands of kids shoved in tight spaces <laughs> but yeah I'm i not think a colleges <laughs> in texas well i know that like i have a coworker who moved her son into texas a&m uh last week and i was just mm-hmm. like what like he's living in the dorm and she was like yeah but they're doing all virtual classes it's like yeah why are they going to the dorms obviously colleges are probably wanting to make some money so they want you to pay for dorms otherwise they'll whatever we don't need to go into all of that but i've been seeing stuff and um universities in texas have kind of been changing their mind 
as to how they're going to do athletics. Mm-hmm. And I think the latest is that they will still play games and still have a crowd, but it'll be at 25% capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I mean, I have no concept of how big those stadiums are. I've never been. But still like, a lot of people. And still like <laughs> more than 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's also worth mentioning that the mayor of Austin has extended our like social distancing guidelines to uh, the end of, or until like December, mid-December, I think is what we're at right now. So um, it's just all kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, yeah. And it feels like, I mean, not to be dark, but it feels like, you know, every time I talk to, you know, someone I work with or someone I know and they're like, they know someone who's really sick from it or, you know, passed away recently. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, I have a friend <sighs> whose dad just passed away from it and it's just nuts. And And then I'm like, I like want to be able to do stuff and then I'm like I feel like I'm pretty responsible about this I feel like I'm really like analyzing the situation before I go places like I I try to like do all the checks that I possibly can to make sure that things are more or less like pretty as safe as they can be Mm -hmm. but also by me leaving the house and you know it's it's not going to be and then it's like it's this nasty thing of I feel like it just sprouts all of this judgment because it's Mm -hmm. like if you're sitting at home like chances are you would rather be doing stuff than you see people do stuff and it's like are people thinking a certain way about me because I went to a restaurant last night you know so it's just all terrible yeah everything meanwhile celebs in LA I mean California is in like major crisis and all the celebs in LA are still you know going out to Nobu and all that shit, so. Yeah. Anna Darmus and Ben Affleck posted a non-masked photo. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Everyone knows that we've been following the Anna Darmus Brad Pitt or Brad Pitt. That would be crazy. Whoa. (laughs) Ben Affleck photos. That would be insane. That would really really change the conversation. Ben Um, Affleck does look really happy. Ben Affleck looks like he's having a great time. I'm yeah. happy for him, I guess. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> so what do, I can't decide where I stand on Ben Affleck. <laughs> it seems yeah. like he's doing better. I guess I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what else is going on? Um, Miley Cyrus has a new music video out. Watch that. I haven't, that. I I haven't watched it. I'm bad. I saw you guys texting about it, and I'm like, oh, I'll get to this, and I just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, we stand, um, so I'm sure I'll enjoy. Elizabeth Debicki is going to be Princess Diana. Right. And I still don't really watch The Crown, but I am. I do love when Debicki gets roles. And yeah. Um, she's going to be Princess Diana at 6'3", and Imelda Staunton is going to be the queen at five feet tall. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, Succession's not the only height disparity show that keeps me yeah. <laughs> coming back to, to TV. So maybe I need to catch up on the crown. How do you think Elizabeth Debicki will do as Princess Diana? 
so I'm not like a really like I I know a lot of people are really diehard on Princess Diana. I probably don't know enough to speak like intelligently about it. I know my mom really likes Princess Diana, but I think that's just something about. Well, you're like, home. Why don't you just grab your mom? Have her come in. That's true. But then this is another thing. Like we'll we'll say like, oh, Jeannie loves Princess Diana. She'll be like, I don't I don't more than a normal person. You know, like she gets really <laughs> defensive. I don't think it would be great radio. But we're like, okay, mom. Like as long as I've known you, you've had a Princess Diana beanie baby on top of your jewelry box in your room and like you're an adult now so explain i that have the princess a diana beanie baby we all have a princess diana beanie baby <laughs> but we're not all you know 50 something years old with Real it quick, still though. on display <laughs> real quick just to gauge genie's interest does mm-hmm. she like princess diana more than she dislikes billy crudup crudup I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> going to send off two texts to my mother, who's currently upstairs, and keep you updated as the podcast progresses. Um, the thing about Billy Crudup is, <laughs> I do think she probably dislikes Billy Crudup more than she likes Princess Diana, because <laughs> it's it comes up more. That's what I'll say. It comes yeah. up more. <laughs> it seems to come up all the time. Yeah. Is she like a really diehard Mary Louise Parker fan? So I don't think she's really diehard of Mary Louise Parker, but I know that she very much had a stance on that. And then the other thing, which I'm not going to like put Jeannie on roast too much, and we can talk more about this off air, but Jeannie and Billy Crudup overlapped at UNC. Oh, yes. We've talked about this. And she has opinions about that. (laughs) Okay. And then last question. Does she have any opinions on Claire Danes? Okay. I don't know. Um, because she I mean, watched Homeland when everyone was watching Homeland, but she doesn't still watch Homeland. Does that help? I think Homeland's <laughs> over. I think it just ended. But yeah, but you know what I'm saying. She didn't. Com- she didn't watch Homeland to completion. Wasn't that like one of the first things that Timothy Chalamet was in? Yes. Yeah, I didn't watch Homeland. My family. Me neither. Did. I know Mandy Patinkin's in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I just remember, like, there, I think it's by the same creators as 24, if I remember correctly. When, right, like, and I was a loved thing. 24, which is funny because I never watched Homeland and I was obsessed with 24. See, the I summer didn't... between 8th and 9th grade, me and my friend would bike ride back and forth from each other's houses and we would coordinate our Netflix DVDs to come in the mail so that we always had <laughs> four different 24 discs. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, like, we went to California for Christmas one year, and there was, like, a mega sale on 24, the DVDs. So it was, like, my mm-hmm. parents bought both the whole, all of the, like, seasons that had been out of 24 and Sex in the City. And mm. I don't know why, but I think it was, like, well, we could either rent them from Blockbuster or we can buy them. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, everyone in my family watched 24 except for me. And everyone was, like, so hot, like, about it. They loved it so much. I think I watched, like, one episode and was just, like, I I don't, like, I don't really care much about this. So when Homeland came out, it was, like, again, everyone in my family watched Homeland except for me. And I was just, like, okay, I guess I'll just, like, go upstairs and I don't know. What? I don't even know when Homeland started, but... It seems like forever ago. I don't know. I was going to say, like, like I'll just go upstairs and watch Drake and Josh. But I'm like, did Homeland? No, not that long ago. (laughs) Don't get insane. I would guess Homeland was, like, 10 or 11? One second. I'm looking it up. Mm. 11. 
God, I'm so good at this. Um, because wow. I think, like, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know Jeannie Bob watched Homeland, but um, my mom and my sister tend to, like, watch the same shows that I don't watch. Like, we've discussed before, deck. but they watched Downton Abbey for the longest time, and then I watched it years later. They watched Below Deck for the longest time, and now I'm just getting into it. They watched The Crown. They woke up early for Harry and... Or no, for William and Kate's wedding, and I definitely oh, slept right through that. Um. I remember that <laughs> happened when I was in college, and like people in the dorms were waking up early to watch it, and I was just like, I could yeah. literally give two shits. <laughs> I was definitely in high I school. More, I can't remember when. I was more interested in the Harry and William one than the Megan and, or I mean, sorry, the William, Harry and Megan, William and Cat, Catherine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I have an answer long. from I have an answer from Jeannie. Okay, great. Good. Okay. Save me. Save me. <laughs> well, from okay, but answer number one, why do you like Princess Diana so much? <laughs> she was interesting. She seemed to have a real heart for charity. She was a glamorous representative for the British royal family that seemed that had seemed stodgy and out of date slash touch. So that's why yeah, she liked well, Princess that's Diana. Like, she was like that's a like teacher. the party line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing revolutionary there. Number two is a tough one, because I had asked, do you like Princess Diana more than you dislike Billy Crudup? She said, <laughs> number two is a tough one, could be about even. Wow. So, and did you get on the record, on Jeannie, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, question. I hate to say it. I don't want to, I don't want to pit women against women, but if you're going to be mad about at someone for having an affair, we should consider all parties involved. Was Claire Danes um, involved That's with someone else at the time? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so see, my argument would be she didn't make any promises to not cheat on someone. <laughs> I don't think she's completely out of out of the clear. Okay, she, Jeannie said, um, home wrecker. <laughs> <gasps> Jeannie! Well, tribe has spoken. Yeah, Claire Danes was with Ben Lee, the singer, Mm. Um, from her 18th birthday in 1997, and they dated for six years. They broke mm. up in two, 2003, and then in 2003, she began began a relationship with Billy Crudup after he left his partner, who was seven months pregnant at the time. And then she was with him for three years, and then I mean, so Billy broke just up. does come out of that looking way worse. I mean, uh, seven months leave, pregnant, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they had been, like, breaking up for a while. Who knows? Right. Um, right. And then, but the other thing is, Jeannie's dislike of him runs deeper than that, even. From, yeah. From school. From university days. Um, but, and so then, so she was with Billy Crudup until 2006. And then in 2006, she met Hugh Dancy. And she's been with oh, him ever yes. since. Hugh Dancy. We all saw Elle Enchanted. Uh, yes. Also, we get it. Hugh Dancy, very charming. Hugh Dancy, extremely charming. Remember I hadn't seen Hugh Dancy that? in anything in the longest time until late night. I was going to say late night. It was the last thing that I saw him in, and that movie was kind of a disaster, but I mean. I never watched. Is nice he on Hannibal? At? Is yes. that what show he's on? Okay. He was in Martha Marcy May Marlene. Oh, right. Uh, a lot of people in Martha. Martha, yeah, it's a good one. He was in uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic, which I never saw. I did see that, but like, 
I, once and ages ago. Wait, weird. I saw it in theaters. His father is a philosophy professor. Oh my gosh, <laughs> professor. Half mm-hmm. of my face is numb, so I'm just gonna preface that like I've gone to take some sips of water and mm-hmm. it's not gone smoothly. So there's been some um, spillage. Yeah. But anywho, apparently his father is a professor at the University of Texas at Austin. Oh. So so much university today. Yeah. But no, Late Night was the last thing he was in last year, as far as movies are concerned. Uh, He did a... Looks like he was in a voice documentary in 2018. And then otherwise, last movies he was in came out in 2013. But when she yeah. was on Armchair Expert, she said that, like, they kind of swap who, like, they try to swap who's working at what time. Gotcha. That way, like, they can spend time, like, as a family with the kids. Yeah. Ah, uh, the yeah. kiddos. Oh, he was on six episodes of, ha- of Homeland. Oh. I wonder and how he got that And three episodes of The Good Fight. I, I don't watch. I don't have CBS All Access. No, CBS, I kind of refuse to watch any show that goes on CBS because I think <laughs> their streaming platform is so shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but Correct. I liked The Good Wife. So. Honestly, though, Hulu has pretty shitty. I hate Hulu. Yeah. <sighs> well. Know, it's not important. Yep. But any, any other, any news that you can think of? Any fun, salacious celebrity gossip? Salacious celebrity gossip. I mean, we have, like, followed that new account that's seemingly nonstop salacious celebrity gossip. Yeah. Every so often, I'll be looking at it, and Michael will look over and be like, what are you looking at? It looks so bootleg. (laughs) Yeah. And then I've told him, like, a thousand times. Over and over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. I keep telling him, like, oh, it's that Instagram account where people write in on their celebrity encounters. And he's just like, oh, okay. It's overwhelming. Um, they ha- always have so many posts on their story, and like I get overwhelmed. It's like batch uploads. Yeah, I, and I, I tend appreciate to find the good that ones. you tend to go through and pick out <laughs> highlights and shoot them over. Um, because who has the time for that? Apparently me. <laughs> Apparently you. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, other things going on in my life. I started a new D and D. I'm in. It's the same group, but I'm I'm starting like a new story in it. You know, mm-hmm. so I've been doing a lot of reading and preparation. I had to read a whole book. Wow. Um, yeah. Commitment. So I'm feeling very prepared. Very good about that. Um, went on the boat yesterday. Saw some dolphins. Going on the boat again today. You saw dolphins. Yeah. Wow. There are tons of what? dolphins here. If you go at like high tide. Uh, you'll you'll see a ton of dolphins. I'm just gonna get in my car and head on over. It's gonna take a while, but I'd That's love right. for us to go out on the boat like Wednesday. By the time you get here, okay, maybe great. Thursday if you gotta take a break, sleep in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely definitely not gonna <laughs> stop anywhere. Mm-mm, no. Well, I nice. <laughs> yeah. So we've been having a relaxing time. Um, we both started watching. Perry Mason, which yes. is what we intended to talk about, but because we yes. were relaxing so much, so relaxed, neither of us finished it. <laughs> no, so, we didn't. Which I think is fine because honestly, I don't know many people who are watching it, and so yeah, don't want to spoil it too much. Yeah, 
this will be good. We can't spoil it. We don't know what's happening. Right. Um, well, like, well, we I know what's happening. To... We don't know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. I listen to a podcast and every week they're like, okay, so on this week's Perry Mason is part of like the intro. And I mm-hmm. just have to like blindly fast forward because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to hear about this. I want to watch What podcast is this? My favorite murder. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I was like, I clearly didn't know what I was getting myself into when I started Perry Mason. Oh. Um, because I thought it was like a court drama show. And mm. like, that was like, literally, I thought it was like, really just going to be court drama. And then right off the bat, it's like extremely gruesome. And I was like, well, kind of in a ride or die situation for Matthew Reese at this point. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I think... Under normal circumstances, if it wasn't Matthew Reese and we hadn't had this conversation, I probably wouldn't have gone much further than episode one because I thought episode one was like, or the pilot, I guess, like it was way more gruesome than I thought it was going to be. And then it was like kind of a little more intricate. Like I feel like we were getting introduced to a lot of characters and they all Mm -hmm. kind of looked the same. And then I was like, Okay, I'm not sure I have a grasp on what's happening here or what this even is. Yeah, so. I felt the same. Um, I I felt like it wasn't... I mean, within, like, the first couple minutes, there is a kidnapped baby, mm-hmm. and the parents pay the ransom, and then they go to get the baby, and the baby is dead with his eyes sewn shut. And you're just like, whoa, mm-hmm. dead baby yeah. right off the jump. Or right yeah. off that. But then, like, I don't know. I just, like, I like true, or I, I would say I like true crime. I like crime shows. Mm-hmm. I like the suspense. But, like, I don't really find this show very suspenseful. Like, yeah. I, I, it's interesting. I'm, it's interesting. Because I feel like HBO, it's almost like they always want to have one true detective type thing going on at a time. Yeah, and, like, that first. was suspenseful. Yes, that first scene felt very true detective. Yeah. Where, you know, there's a dead baby and we haven't met our detective yet. And, you know, then you meet Matthew Reese, who I will say very handsome in period clothing. Yeah. He wears a little schlubby ties and I still am attracted to him. But (laughs) um, I don't know. I'm just like not. It just seems like it's maybe there's too much going on. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a mystery that's being unraveled. It just seems like, okay, the cops are corrupt. Some, like, everyone's sleeping with each other and taking pictures of people sleeping with each other. It's like a real tangled web. And then there's this church thing with Tatiana Maslani where she's like, uh, I mean, a, a preacher. I, I'm not good on church terms, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like an evangelical preacher, like very like, oh, I feel the Lord speaking to me and like, you know, uh, very active in her congregation physically. Um, and I'm like, how does this tie in? I don't know when they when it started getting to where it's like some of the cops are paying off some of the other cops to hide evidence. I'm like, how are we ever going to work this out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was just kind of like, it's it's very complicated. I'm sure I'll get, uh, I'll probably finish it now. You know, we're halfway done. Um, yeah, we but, are. There's only eight episodes. The, yeah, and then they'll cut back to. I mean, Perry Mason's backstory is that he was in. He was at war. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, uh, this takes place, oh gosh, I'm spacing, the 30s? Right. Yeah, the 30s. Oh, is, like 1931. Yeah, so he was in World War One, mm-hmm. and 
like every once in a while they'll flash back to 32 that, is kinda, when this t- takes place oh, thank by the you, way thank you um they'll flash back to the war and it's like yeah he's broken he doesn't believe in god because you know he was at war and i'm like this is just a lot to take in right now <laughs> yeah i just like it all feels like very heavy and not like enough things that are really pulling me in Um, I did just look it up and apparently uh, when this so I don't know if you noticed but Robert Downey Jr. is one of the producers on the show I I saw I saw his wife was one of the producers I didn't notice him yeah I've seen I saw Robert Downey Jr.'s name um, and apparently in 2016 it was reported that HBO was developing a drama based off of the Perry Mason stories um, the production was expected to be written by Nick Pizzolato from True oh, Detective. Yeah. He, he's the True Detective guy, yeah. Right. And so, but then I guess one, and Robert Downey Jr. was going to star in it. And then once uh, it was announced that True Detective was going to have a third season, Nick dropped out. And mm-hmm. then they replaced him with Roland Jones and Ron Fitzgerald for as writers. So I guess it does along <laughs> you saying yeah. that it seems like HBO is constantly trying to have a true detective. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would I would agree with that. And I think that's what they're trying to do here. But I don't know. I mean, it's like it's a pretty good cast. Yeah, um, it's a really good cast. Matthew think- Rees is good. I think that he pulls off like dark very well, which is funny. Yeah. My introduction to him was on Brothers and Sisters. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I think I've only watched the pilot of The Americans, but like, I mean, I think he's handsome, so I think he's compelling to watch, but right. I just, I wish there was like something a little bit more exciting about it. And who knows? We're only halfway through. I mean, you can kind of feel things ramping up, but mm-hmm. I think if anything, it's like a slow burn, at least to start. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I think. I mean, it's not like everything has to be like super sensationalized all the time, but yes, up until episode We're in a four, pandemic. yeah, it's true. Uh, so I'll, I won't spoil anything; it's too intense. But up until episode four, like it seems like there's a lot behind this one ransom and child murder, which obviously is horrible, and you need to figure out who's doing that. But then <laughs> yeah. after that, it doesn't feel like there's another kid at risk or something like that. Like, it doesn't feel like there's, like, right. a rampant killer on the loose. It kind of feels like we're all just trying to figure out what happened here, which I think is, I think it's a hard balance between the courtroom stuff where they're, like, you're trying. You're keeping up with the case of people that we presume didn't do it. Because if you're telling me in episode two that they did it, I, pr- I probably don't believe you. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's just hard to be like, oh, there's all these court proceedings, and like, you know, if I'm supposed to be hoping that they don't find this person guilty, but also I need to be keeping up with, you know, them finding the actual, you know, culprit. It's just I don't know. It just seems kind of messy to me. Mm-hmm. And, Plus, and then I also think there's, I think there's a, a, I think Tatiana Maslany is really engaging. I don't think any of the other female characters are. Even Della, like, you know, she's like, oh, she takes her job seriously. But I don't think, she, I don't think they have given that character enough interesting stuff to do yet. I mean, almost no one has interesting stuff to do, to be honest. I would say um, the most interesting, quote unquote, thing about her 
that we've seen so far is that we got a glimpse into her personal life. Yes, but <laughs> but that's still it's like barely. <laughs> yeah, and is that it's like is that even like is that going to turn around and become something or is it just because yeah. you know we need a little sex going on besides yeah the like marathon sex that uh, Perry Mason and his girlfriend had in that one episode. Yeah, I did. I did really like uh, they were <laughs> Matthew Reese and his girlfriend. Lupe, right? I think. Yeah, Lupe. Are uh, banging it out. And he. <laughs> Ew, is, please don't he say slides. that. He slides. No, they were banging it out. And he slides between the bed and the wall and then just kind of like lays there <laughs> <laughs> despondently. Yeah. And I was like, that's a pretty funny shot. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but I did. I thought that was well done. And then she's like, <laughs> okay, thanks. And like, goes get dressed. And he's just laying on the floor between the bed and the. And the uh, wall yeah funny. yeah I don't know like I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that it'll turn around but after you know hearing on every week on my favorite murder them being like oh my god tonight's Perry Mason oh my I was like really I was looking forward to this and I knew you mm-hmm. liked Matthew Reese so I thought right okay great this is something that we can both enjoy and then right it's just it's kind of fallen a little flat it's fallen flat for me too and Which, I think I should have known I hadn't heard, like, anyone talking about it. My my parents watched it, but other than that, like, I don't think anyone was really keeping up with Perry Mason. Again, but what are your parents' gonna... thoughts? Just bring them on down. I, I, Bob's not here yet. Bob is the one that has the most thoughts because Jeannie's like, yeah, it's a little too graphic for me. That's um, <laughs> It's a really bad Jeannie impression. <laughs> but um, it, Bob, I don't know. I'll ask him what his opinions are. Bob, I don't know. He likes he likes HBO shows. You know, he's like anything of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do I wonder think... how, I don't know. I can't decide what they're trying to say about a lot of things here. Like the church stuff, I think, is very complicated. Because right off the bat, I thought they were like, oh, Tatiana Maslany's character is like kind of a bullshit artist, was I thought what they were doing. Because it's just very, I don't know, it seems very bullshitty to me where, you know, people are like, oh, I speak to God. And and I'll tell them about, you know, I'll tell you all what he tells just me. And I'm like, okay, I always kind of think that's a little shady. seems Mm kind of culty. Um, but then now I like the rest of the church turned against her and I was like, I don't know what this is now. (laughs) Yeah. I think one of the things that I don't like is how the show is stylized. I feel like it's like very like, uh, like it's supposed to seem like an old crime movie or show probably because it's based off of the Perry Mason stories, which I hadn't been familiar with before this, but like mm-hmm. a lot of it is like very dark and it's like, you're in, L- you're in LA and it's like dirty and you're outside and it's nighttime and you're in like these offices that aren't well lit. And then you go into the church and everything's like so bright and vibrant. And there's like mm-hmm. all of these colors and like her hair is like, so like fake blonde or like white, yeah. like, to me, all of the stuff inside the church looks like the Hunger Games. Like, yeah, I think because that, she looks like Effie Trinket or whatever. Right, exactly. And so then I'm like, wait, what the fuck is happening here? Right. Like it just and then like, she'll like wear costumes for like little plays and stuff. Yeah. And so she's wearing like a really dramatic like 
French general outfit, and you're like, what is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> Everything that is... Everything else is like, so brown. It's just, like, a huge disconnect for me to be, like, watching it and then having to, like, believe that this is real life and it's not, like, some, like, cartoon... You know, like, I feel like a lot of the Perry Mason stuff seems like it's, like, you can fathom that this is a reality just, you know, yeah. one of 80 years ago. And then yeah. the, the stuff in the church, I'm just like, okay, this is, like, very fake-seeming. Yeah, so. it's it's interesting. And, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not what I expected. I, I knew it was kind of – I knew it was, like, law-adjacent, but I always thought, like, the TV show was, like – I thought Perry Mason was like a lawyer, but then I guess in the original fiction he was a detective. I don't know. I didn't keep up with it, but you know, I. I'll, Perry I'll Mason was it. a criminal defense lawyer who is the okay. main character in works of detective fiction. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're I right. don't know. but in this he's very much like a PI, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I think is more, I mean, it's very like, you know, noir y. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting. I, I, I feel like they could do more with it, but I think it's fun that it's in LA. I feel like it'd be so easy for this to be East Coast. Oh, and for sure. Well, I, at I one like point, they LA. like talked about going to maybe Santa Monica or San Francisco. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck, how long is it going to take for them to get there in 1932? <laughs> and then it was like later, I was like, oh, they're already they're in, in LA. <laughs> it just doesn't look like LA because it's no. all brown. <laughs> and like, I've never watched it, but it just like kind of reminds me of like Boardwalk Empire, just with like this clothing style and everything it like does. that. Yeah. I mean, I think the era is probably the main thing there, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll finish it. I don't hate it. I'm just like this. Definitely, I don't know. If, if we weren't, if we hadn't done this, I wouldn't have stuck with it this long. But now that I've stuck with it this long, I'm like, I'll finish it. But I'm, it's not like I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I've watched four episodes. I gotta know who did it. Like, right. I don't. I don't have any fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, who knows? Maybe we'll come back next week and be like, holy fuck, it really ramped up. PSA, stick with Perry Mason. Yeah. I like it just it almost seems bizarre coming from a um HBO show to be like, just stick with it. It'll get better, you know. Right, because there's only eight episodes. I'm like if the first if half of them don't get you, then that's dangerous. (laughs) It's like the opposite of run, where it was like, Oh, this is fun, this is fun. Oh, wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh, run. Man. But yeah. Disappointments. Um, Uh HBO is really interesting this year yeah i would say it does have my buddy from the newsroom chris chalk in it oh yeah yeah he's from north carolina so (laughs) from north carolina i like um um, i'm totally spacing but the mom uh is from like her smell and some other stuff um oh yeah she I think she's good. Emily I mean that's a Gail yeah. Rank Rankin. Gail Rankin, yeah. She's yeah, on yeah. Glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in the greatest showman. Oh. I don't yeah, remember she, that. She was in her I only saw that movie once. Um she was Queen Victoria. Hmm. In the Greatest Showman. This is the greatest show. 
<laughs> is it? Um, <laughs> no. It w- has been renewed for a second season, which I find to be a bit surprising. I kind of thought this was, like, going to be a one and done. Interesting. I, I wonder, I mean, I'm also, like, maybe a lot of people are, have watched it and just, like, aren't talking about it because they're not watching, like, our corner of the internet, you know? Like, Bob and Jeannie watched it because they're like, oh, yeah, Perry Mason from back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other thing is, like, this is, like, my total thing. Like, everyone's just watching whatever is on these days. No one can go see a movie or do anything. Sure, Perry Mason, let's let's check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do true. wonder. I, I mean, I think Matthew Reese is an A-list star. I think more people would have watched it if it was Robert Downey Jr. I don't think he would have done oh, a better sure. job or anything. But I, you know, yeah. Matthew Reese is not a household name in every house. <laughs> the thing about Robert Downey Jr. is he's gotten his shtick down of like being an asshole but still charming, and right. I believe that Matthew Reese could do that. But I don't believe that Robert Downey Jr. can play this as, like, dark this. and just, uh, at, like, I, I mean, agree. Ma- He's, he, he would have to, like, actively be, like, Robert Downey Jr. is, like, it's too charming. Like, mm-hmm. Matthew Reese is, like, charming despite <laughs> this show, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not playing it charming at all. Yeah. Like, Robert Downey Jr. would have to, like, actively be, like, don't smile don't don't Mm -hmm. don't smile you know he just yeah that's his thing and that my guess is that's probably i mean maybe he really wanted to work with the writers of the writer of true detective Mm -hmm. but i could almost see him be like listen i've done these marvel movies for lord knows how long where i just play like the lovable asshole i mean even he was in the movie Charlie Bartlett, which I really like, but it's kind of the same thing where, like, he's an asshole, yeah. but he has, like, charm to him. Right. Uh, like we were saying. That was also Matt- before the the kind of big Iron Man of it all, I guess. Yeah. So. I think they, I think it was um, on iconography, but it might have been on Blank Check. David Sims talks about how he thinks Robert Downey Jr. right now is undirectable because, you know, he's like, I, I know what, what works for me, but that might not fit into every project, you know? Yeah. Well, did you see that? Um... Doolittle? No. Yeah, I would say, what remake <laughs> did you do? Did David Sims see it? David Sims did see it, and David Sims wrote a, a scathing review. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what Robert Downey Jr. has going on. Maybe He'll be fine. He- yeah, I mean, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be <obviously>. fine. <laughs> I wish he would do another. I think he should do another Shane Black. I think they could both use that. Hmm. Something to think about. Something yeah. that Megan thinks. Because um, I feel like that was like, I mean, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I feel like is what got him Iron Man. And then Shane Black did Iron Man 3. And then Shane Black did Predator. And now I feel like he's probably like kind of on the outs and I feel like they could kind of come together and do something smaller like his kids bang bang or the nice guys I don't know any other movies that I like um <laughs> he's gonna be in Black Widow this year okay and then he's in a movie called All Star Weekend directed by Jamie Foxx Black oh, Widow boy. this year do we still think <laughs> oh. uh please listen to this cast listing on All Star Weekend as directed okay. by Jamie Foxx Okay. This is on in order of uh, how it's printed on Wikipedia. Okay, excellent. So, number one, Jamie Foxx. 
Number two, Hoffmeyer. Jeremy Piven. Oh boy. Number three, Jessica Zor, also known okay. as Vanessa from Gossip Girl. What has she been <laughs> this into? This cast in? list is already stressing me out, and you know it okay. is. You know I, I have a lot to say about billing, and I'm already stressed. Yeah. Number four, this like leads me to believe that Robert Downey Jr. is in like one scene. Right. Is this uh, a with and Robert Downey Jr.? It doesn't Jr.? say on Wikipedia, but it <laughs> yeah. has to be. Uh, and then after that is Eva Longoria. Mm. And then we get Robert Downey Jr. And then we I get like... Ken um, Zhang uh-huh. from, well, he's been a lot of stuff, The Hangover obviously. community, a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think he had his own TV show on maybe NBC for a while. A darker um, one. I didn't watch yeah. it. And then lastly, Gerard Butler, who apparently, okay. according to that Instagram, Whenever you're like, when he films in towns, he just like fucks all the married women. Right. Okay. So. I'm distracted for a second because I'm mind boggled by how this was, how this was laid out. Gerard Butler. <laughs> like, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is a first name or a last name, you know? This is bonkers. Like... Oh my God. <laughs> Benicio Del Toro, DJ Khaled, no, French fuck Montana. Off. Fuck off. What uh, is this? Okay, so here's the... Here's the <laughs> Please only, give me the plot synopsis. <laughs> this was written by Donald Speedy, Caldwell Jr., and Jamie Foxx. Okay, it says, The comedy center is on two tow truck drivers. Malik, played by Jamie Foxx, and Danny, played by Jeremy Piven. Who are I'm basketball, obviously out on whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> who are basketball fanatics and would take a bullet for their respective favorite players. LeBron James and Steph Curry. Danny's girlfriend. So this is Jeremy Piven's girlfriend. Abby, okay. played by uh-huh. Jessica Zor, is reconsidering Jesus their relationship Christ. as she does not want to take the backseat to his obsession. The two drivers finally get a break from their dead end job when they win tickets to the NBA all-star game and route to the is big it, so game. So it's a road trip movie. Yeah. And route to the big game. Malik and Danny meet the beautiful, mysterious Asia played by Eva Longoria, who might have her own hidden agendas after many twists and turns. The guys find themselves and their heroes on a precarious life or death situation. I mean, I just don't understand. I trust Jamie Foxx to an extent. And I'm just trying to figure out. To an extent. And I'm just trying to figure out how he was like, you know who needs a comeback? Wait a second. (laughs) Principal film. Oh, my God. Principal photography began Uh on October 26, 2016. Oh my god. This movie's never happened. This movie's not coming out. Uh it said No, it's not coming out. <laughs> I'm sorry I've spoken. And okay. <laughs> this movie will not be seeing the light of day. <laughs> During a July twenty seventeen <laughs> podcast interview on the Joe Rogan experience, Jamie Foxx revealed that uh, I take it back. I take back everything I've ever said about Jamie Foxx. I used to even <laughs> like him as an actor, and I've taken it all back. I think he, he said, has a great run in Horrible Bosses, but it, unfortunately, I must decline forever from Jamie Foxx. He says that, quote, he will portray a white racist cop and, quote, manage to convince Robert Downey Jr. to play a Mexican, end quote, in the film. Foxx then that reiterated That doesn't sound like this. what's happening. 
during a 2018 interview on Jimmy Kimmel Live, also revealing that Downey Jr. was only on set for four hours. In January 2019, <laughs> the film was in post-production. Uh, He's this, only on set for four hours. So this movie uh, was originally scheduled to be released on February 16th, 2018. A lot of confidence there to coincide with the 2018 NBA All-Star Game. Uh, but post-production was not completed in time. It was then delayed until the following year's NBA All-Star Game, but ended up missing the release date for undisclosed reasons. Right. The film that, then- those reasons being this movie will never <laughs> come out. <laughs> the film was then projected to be released sometime later in 2019. As nope. of 2020, All-Star Re- Weekend is not on a new release schedule with the film searching for a distributor. <laughs> no. That movie will never come out. Thank you for asking. Just like absolutely bonkers. Uh, in 2022, <laughs> when the world is collapsing, you can watch it in 28-part uh, increments on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing more to add <laughs> about All-Star Weekend. I'm glad our thoughts on Perry Mason took about five minutes and our thoughts on so All-Star So that we could do a, a solid 20 on All-Star Weekend. or I'm like, why are we wasting our time? Because no one in the entire world knows that movie happens, including, correct, Robert Downey Jr., who was on set for four hours. <laughs> I guarantee you we know more about this movie than Robert (laughs) Jr. does. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. So that's that. That's what Robert Downey Jr. has been up to. So I guess our recommendation (laughs) is to send a letter to your local representative and demand All-Star Weekend be put on (laughs) (laughs) C-SPAN. Yeah, I want to see Jamie Foxx play a white racist cop. Yeah, I'm sure that's... That's what the world needs right now. Are we certain that that's still the plot? (laughs) Because it doesn't say anything about that in the Wikipedia. He just said that on Kimmel. Or Um, Joe Rogan. So, it says, still on the wiki, Fox. it's like a a bullet for Jamie Foxx and his character, and a (laughs) sub-bullet says, Fox plays two other roles, a white racist cop in Cleveland, A. Smith, a fictional twin brother of the real-life sports television personality, Stephen A. Smith. Okay. So he plays... I don't mean to flex sports knowledge on you, but I actually do know who Stephen Stephen Smith is. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess... I guess I know a lot. <laughs> it says the credit on Wikipedia says Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican. <laughs> okay, great. Fuck off. <laughs> oh Honestly, whoever edited that Wikipedia should go to jail. And I don't, I don't want to say that lightly because I'm not sure that our jail system is ethical at the moment. Gerard Butler <laughs> plays a Russian who loves gymnastics. Um, obviously, obviously. I mean, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of him being typecast as that. <laughs> Benicio del Toro plays Doctor Phil, a, a tattoo artist. Yeah, that's Benicio. Honestly, no decision Benicio del Toro has ever made <laughs> seems to surprise me. Famously smelly man. Famously smells bad. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Oh okay. One you know how th- um, everyone says <laughs> Mar- Michael Sheen gets around. <laughs> yeah. They also say Benicio del Toro. He's smelly. Okay, well that's good to know. Um, I just know. I remember when it came out that he was having a kid with Rod Stewart's daughter. And, like, mm-hmm. all of the press around it was very much, like, they're not together. They never were together. And it's like, oh, right. this is a real one-night stand situation. Right. I think he, I think he, I think no one knows who they are more than Benicio Del Toro. He seems to just have a real <laughs> grasp on it. I think they were talking about, we've talked about how Robert Pattinson has to be a, you know, poorly smelling man. I think they were talking about it on some <laughs> podcast, and Benicio came up as well as people who decide not to shower. And you know what? Fine. Power to them. They're rich. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway... Anyway, um, this has kind of gone off the rails, huh? I stick it off the rails. <laughs> I can't believe that that movie exists. I can't believe that... You know, here, Jamie Foxx is about to have probably a decent 2020 compared to everyone else with uh, his Pixar movie. Yeah, well, provided that comes out. Yeah. Does I guess Jamie we'll probably Fox see how Mulan does and then figure out what they're yeah. going to do with the rest. He does. Okay. Does I'm going to message Jamie Foxx on Instagram. <laughs> hey, do you know when All-Star Weekend will be finally be released? Available for the fans. Okay. I'll keep what? you guys updated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm now having so much fun at the thought. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, do we should we move on to recommendations? Let's move on to recommendations. So I started watching um, mostly because I was seeing a lot of just Jared articles about it, and I reached out selling to sunset. our. I already know it's going to be selling sunset. Yeah, I reached out uh, to no. our uh, our our close friend and confidant, Annabelle. Uh And I was like, listen, do I need to watch this show? I know you have to watch this show because she's one of my fellow Bravo bitches. Uh And she was like. I see so much about it and I have no idea what it is. That's why I started watching it. (laughs) It's like The Hills meets an HDTV show. Mm. So it's like they'll be in like this little, like their office, like they're all like in a common area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like they're all like quote unquote working, but they're also like dishing and, you know, starting drama and whatnot. There's some strong personalities in the office and then they like of leave course. to go show these like multi million dollar houses that look incredible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just seems like there's more personality than like no like I don't think anyone cares about million dollar listing, but people seem to care about selling sunset. Yeah, I don't watch that, but I think that it's just because it's like very much like a wanting to be a bravo show or any mm-hmm. of those other shows where it's like there's the heavy drama and then of course it's like the whole news story about how um justin hartley from this is us mm-hmm. uh he like texted his wife that they were he was filing divorce and mm-hmm. she was like completely blindsided on it. And then this recent season, I guess, covers that. I haven't gotten there yet because I'm trying to take oh, it gotcha. slow so I can savor it. Right. Um, yeah. See, and I'm just so out of the loop. I'm like, I, I, 
Justin Hartley, if you had said what show is he on, I would have been like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I know the name. Definitely something that has to do with the Emmys. I've seen him in a tux before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun because she brings him up a lot. And mm. then it's like, uh-oh. Mm-mm. But... Anywho, it's on Netflix, and the episodes range from, like, 30 minutes to, like, 45 minutes, and mm-hmm. there are three seasons, and so it's uh, it's really easy just to watch, and it's interesting and ridiculous, yeah. but, I mean, I enjoy it. It's mindless. Yeah. Of course. Uh, it's your below deck. That's um, right. So my mom and sister were watching Indian Matchmaking, which is another Netflix show. Yes. Have I you have watched? It on my list. No, I was oh, yeah. thinking of it. It's it's really good. I I mean I didn't know much about um kind of like matchmaking culture. Um and it's interesting. Uh it's kind of follows this one matchmaker and uh she has a few different clients that are kind of all over. Like one of them's in Mumbai and one of them's in Jersey and you kind of follow them as they go on dates and stuff. And like the families meet, I don't know. It's fun. Nice. I've only watched a few episodes, but it's entertaining. You should recommend selling sunset. Uh, I recommend Same selling vibe. sunset. Yeah. To, <laughs> to Darcy and Jeannie. They definitely watch that. <laughs> Jeannie right now needs to watch work it. We all watched work it last week. Oh and I know yeah. Jeannie would like that. <laughs> Yeah. You don't want to recommend Work It? No, I don't want to recommend Work I'm going to recommend Although Jordan I, Fisher. I, re- I also recommend Jordan Fisher. <laughs> just the man. <laughs> I recommend yeah. you be aware of Jordan Fisher. Uh, criminally underutilized in To All the Boys. I love Seriously. P.S. I still love you. Yes. I just, I remember watching that and being like, this is a cute boy, but I don't like care about him. And then how have you also made me not really care about Peter Kavinsky? Yeah. And then they're like, maybe just didn't work for me. And then they're like, don't worry about it because we film these back to back with the same writer and the same director. So it's going, the next one's going to be great too. And I'm like, yeah, I have no faith in this, but okay. The first one is just perfection. I mean, we were talking about it today. We still think yeah. about the twirl, the that's, hand in the that's pocket. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to roast anyone, but someone in our group text sent like an Entertainment Weekly with like some really cheesy headline. Like, we're all still thinking about the hand in pocket twirl. And they were like, are we? And me and you were both like, yes, unfortunately we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, anywho... Anything else? No. We somehow made it an hour long. I know. We were like, this will be a short one. But we always say that. Why do we do that? Because eventually we'll get onto some Wikipedia page of some (laughs) produced Jamie Foxx movie. But I will, guys, keep you updated. Consider this Fox 2020. Um, Consider this Fox News with two X's where I tell you (laughs) if Jamie Foxx has responded to my DM. I will give weekly updates. Should we DM Jeremy Piven? I feel like he's probably a little bit easier Jeremy Piven would respond, but I don't think he has all the information. My sister just walked in. Oh, hello. And flashed. She flashed. uh, She's wearing her Skims bra. Oh. Come on. Come on, camera. You're in this now. (laughs) It's Nor. We're recording the podcast. Oh, I didn't know. So now everyone's going to know that you have a Skims bra. Hi. Yeah, tell the world. Tell Hello. the world. Missed you. Missed you too. Welcome back, even though you've been back for some time. Oh my gosh. So glad to be back. <laughs> I'm sure. 
I'll stop bothering you. I just saw Megan was gossiping in here, but yeah. instead she's playing Paint My Numbers on her phone. We were talking about how Jeannie loves Princess Diana and hates Billy Crudup. Yeah. <laughs> One time I had to do a um, project about a relevant historic figure, and she was really pushing for Princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, okay. Yeah. But not in like a weird way. No, but I, mean, I am, beer. I mean, she does want a beer. I mean, not anymore, obviously, but I think that was a big <laughs> thing for Jeannie at one time, at one point. Yeah, but even I, one princess. time I had to be, a, um, like a person from history and I was like Grace Kelly and mm, like, you were no offense to Grace Kelly, but like of all historical figures, Jeannie, you know, <laughs> like, I ended up yeah. being Amelia Earhart. I would argue Grace Kelly's not a historical figure. I would argue never mind <laughs> i don't know if we want to get into that right now no we don't but... in my head she's an actress but that's also just the life i lead yes the anyway. only thing i know about grace kelly is from the song by mika no from the <laughs> work that up do viral oh, video yeah yeah, yeah 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 from that was like i was like pre-youtube practically yeah anyway okay oh, i don't remember that me. it's from mad tv Bye, Darcy. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. We're wrapping up anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, until next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.